This teaching comes to you from the team at St. Mark's, Darling Point, Sydney. We hope that it blesses you. We're continuing our series on Ruth. We're up to Ruth chapter 3, and uh, we're considering what it means to find rest. Where will we find rest? And so I'd like to invite uh, Trish and Ali to come and read for us. Thanks, Trish. Good morning, everybody. This reading comes from Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 to 30. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father Lord, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all of you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Hear the word of the Lord. Our second reading today is taken from Ruth, chapter 3, verses 1 to 18. Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, I need to seek some security for you, so that it may be well with you. Now here is our kinsman Boaz, and whose young women you have been working with. See who is winnowing barley tonight on the threshing floor. Now wash and anoint yourself, and put on your best clothes, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. She said to her, All that you tell me I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had instructed her. When Boaz had eaten and drunk, he was in a content mood, and he, li- he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came stealthily and undercover his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over, and there, lying at his feet, was a woman. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your cloak over your servant, for you are a guardian, redeemer of our family. He said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. This last instance of your loyalty is better than the first. You have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, you do not be afraid. I will do for you that you have asked, for all the assembly of my people know that you are a worthy woman. But now, though it is true I am a guardian redeemer of our family, there is another guardian redeemer more closely related than I. Remain this night, and in the morning, if he acts as guardian redeemer to you, good, let him do it. If he is not willing to act as guardian redeemer for you, then, as the Lord lives, I act as guardian redeemer for you. Lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before one person could recognize another, for he said, it must not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. Then he said, bring the cloak you are wearing and hold it. So she held it, and he measured out six meters, measures of barley and put them on her back. 
and then he went to the city. She came to her mother-in-law, who said, How did things go with you, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her, saying, He gave me these six measures of barley, for he said, Do not go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Give us grace, O Lord, not only to hear your word with our ears, but also to receive it into our hearts and show it forth in our lives for the glory of your great name. Amen. Please be seated. Well, you probably heard about the great resignation in 2021. Record numbers of people leaving their jobs because they're re-evaluating their lives or burnt out. The pandemic has worn a lot of us out and we need a break. I've spoken to many of you and many of you are feeling tired. Dealing with lockdown was tiring. And then coming out of lockdown was a bit of a shock. And we've got Christmas coming up and thinking about 2022. There's a lot. And what makes us even more weary is the uncertainty of what's going to happen next. When you're not sure what's around the corner, whether your job is secure or not, whether your plans are going to change, whether you'll stay or go. It's tiring. But I think these are actually instances of a, of, a, of a certain deeper need for rest and security that we all have. Because even if the pandemic didn't affect you much, I think that you know that feeling too. Not just for things to settle down after Christmas, but for the deep tension to relax and resolve, for your emotional and spiritual burdens to be lifted, rest for your soul. So where do we find security and rest? Well, Ruth chapter 3 gives us a picture of how to find rest by seeking it and by waiting for it. Now, in the book of Ruth, we've come across two women who are looking for rest and security. In Naomi, she's an older Jewish woman who's lost her husband and her two sons, and she was left destitute with her two daughters-in-law. And to survive in this ancient patriarchal culture, life would be, for them, would be constant work, living on the edge of subsistence, on their own, with, with no security, no rest. So Naomi decides to go back to her homeland. Maybe she'll find rest there. But as foreigners, the, her Moabite daughters-in-law are far less likely to find rest in Israel. And so she tells them, go home. Go back to your mothers. They'll look after you. Go and find some husbands back in your land. They'll give you security. Now, one of them, Orpah, she goes. But Ruth, remember what she did? She clung to Naomi. She stayed with her and she went with her to the land of Israel. And so in chapter 2, they found a bit of relief. They found this wealthy man, Boaz, who let them pick up some grain from his field, and so they managed to feed themselves. But now in chapter 3, life is far from secure for them because a pile of grain eventually runs out and they're one bad season away from starvation. These women need security and rest. And so, Naomi, in verse 1, she has a plan. 
Now, she's been depressed with grief and passive up until this point, but now she's experienced some of the Lord's kindness and it wakes her up to the possibilities that lie ahead. If only Ruth could marry Boaz, then they'd be set. And this is a bold plan. Ruth, she's a young Moabite woman, poor Moabite woman, making a move on Boaz, this wealthy, uh, godly Jewish man. Clean yourself up, Naomi says. Wipe some fine oil on your face. Put on your best clothes. It's a bold plan. But it's also a little strange because did you notice that the plan is to go up to the threshing floor? We had a bit of trouble last week with gleaning. I'm not a farmer nor the son of a farmer. I have to look up words like gleaning and threshing floor. At the end of the harvest, they'd get all the grain and they'd take it to a big wide open space and that was called the threshing floor. And there they would thresh the grain and that was they would grind it and they would beat it to separate the husk from, from, the grain, from the edible grain. And then they'd throw it up in the air, the husk would blow away, they'd be left with the grain behind. Now, it was a big job doing this for the harvest, and so the men, they would make a big celebration, a big party out of it. They would go up to the threshing floor, they would work hard all day, and then they'd eat and drink all night, and then stay, stay overnight, wake up in the morning to get going again. Now, this situation, this is good for Ruth because all that food and drink, it'll loosen Boaz up a little bit, cheered with a bit of food and drink, he's more likely to say yes. But it's also more risky. These parties had a reputation for getting a little loose. Now, what if she's discovered and branded as, a, as promiscuous or a prostitute? What if other men discover her and take advantage of her? But Ruth, she doesn't hesitate. She boldly goes and she waits for Boaz to, until he's finished, until he's eaten and drunk to his heart's content. She watches him go and sit down and lie down in his spot because she had to make sure it was him. To make a move on the wrong man at this point would be a disaster. She creeps in and she uncovers his feet. Now, it's just his feet and, you know, it's a gentle way of, of waking him up. But as she peels back the covers on and exposes the flesh of his feet, you can kind of feel the sexual tension. So what will happen? How will this respectful, if a little tipsy, man respond? Will he reject her? Will he shame her for being so forward? Will, will he take advantage? Suddenly he wakes up and he sees this shadowy figure. Who are you? And Ruth plays her hand. I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your cloak over your servant because you are a guardian redeemer of our family. Ruth is looking for security and protection and she courageously goes looking for it by going to Boaz. And that's what we are invited to do to courageously seek out rest and security in each other. Because did you notice what Ruth called Boaz? She called him a guardian redeemer. This was this is a bit of a technical, a bit of a technical term from Israel's law in Leviticus 25. If someone fell into poverty, 
and they ended up selling their land or selling themselves into slavery. The guardian, a guardian redeemer was a wealthy person in their family who had the right and responsibility to buy them back, to redeem them. It was a way of protecting these vulnerable people in the context of God's community, God's living by God's law. So what will Boaz do? Well, in verses 10 and 11, he blesses her. He affirms her for the kindness that she's showing to him. And he agrees to do all that she asks. He lives out God's law and he gives rest and security to Ruth. As a community of God's people living in God's way, informed by God's law, and the rest of the Bible. We should ideally be living in a way that provides rest and security to each other, to patiently bear with each other and be gentle with each other. And even more, to carry each other's burdens, to share our lives and our homes and even our money with each other. But the call here isn't just to give it. You know, we're kind of used to, to hearing that. Uh, But the call here is also to seek it, like Ruth has sought it. And seeking help, seeking rest from other people, that can take real courage. It's risky and vulnerable to do it, to admit that you're not coping, to admit that you need help. It's easier to be self-sufficient than to show weakness. And it can be embarrassing to accept costly generosity. Have you ever received a gift that just seems a little bit much and it's a bit embarrassing. And you think, oh, maybe how can I, I don't really want to receive it. Should I give it back? But God calls us to seek generosity from each other when we need it. Now, I'll bet that there are people here today, or people watching at home, who are suffering in silence. You've got something eating away at you. Something that you're struggling with, but you just haven't been able to ask for help. And so why not today? Why not open that up? You don't have to get up and tell everyone about it. Why not just find one person, someone who you trust, who you can open up with and seek rest and security in them? We seek rest in each other as God's community. But there's more to it than that, isn't there? Because like last week, there's more going on in the background of this story than just each other. It's easy to miss. Because in verse 9, did you hear what, what, what Ruth said to Boaz, what Ruth asked him to do? She asks him to spread her cloak over her. This isn't just, she's not just kind of asking him to kind of get into, get into bed with him. Because we've seen this language before. In chapter 2, Boaz prayed that Ruth would find refuge under the wing or cloak. It's the same word, can be translated in the same as wing or cloak. Find refuge under the wing or cloak of the Lord. That's what Boaz prays for her in chapter 2. But now we find, right in the middle of chapter 3, she is seeking this refuge under the wing or cloak of Boaz. And so by seeking rest with Boaz, she's seeking rest in the Lord. And so if you want to find lasting rest and security, 
yep, begin with each other, but ultimately, our Lord redeems us through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we need to seek it in Him. Because the real cause of your tiredness, the real cause of my tiredness and weariness, it's, it's not just a bad night's sleep or a rough patch or even the pandemic. There is a deeper weariness at work in us, a spiritual emptiness and alienation from God that cuts us off from true life and rest. And it's a bondage to sin and a bondage to death. And I've said it before that we, this is a beautiful place to be, and it's enriching in many ways, but it's a spiritual wasteland that cannot fill that spiritual need that we have for rest and security. I talk to people again and again who have so much success in their business, plenty of money, a great lifestyle, but they've realized, they soon realize that this doesn't actually fill that greater need, that deep tiredness. And so, like Ruth, our situation is hopeless. And so we need redemption from the Lord. We need cleansing from our sin. We need a forgiveness and release from our burdens and a renewal of our weary world. And that's what God does for you in Jesus Christ. He is our guardian redeemer who lifts us out of our spiritual destitution and gives us rest and security. And so when you seek after it with him, with courage and initiative, he will reward you. And it does take courage to seek this rest in the Lord. It takes initiative like Ruth's and real risk it takes courage when you feel that, uh, that when you, if you are to seek after the Lord, that you'll be rejected by others. I have an Iranian friend. Uh, when I was in England, he, he moved to England. He became a Christian and he couldn't go back because it was too dangerous for him. Now, that's not the case for many of us, though it could be for, it could be for some here. But it might not be quite like that for you, and yet it can still be a risk, a real risk of rejection when your family or others around you think that following Christ is just weak, that it's a crutch, and that you're perhaps just a little stupid. It takes real courage to keep following, to keep seeking rest in him, but he will reward you. There's another kind of rejection that you might fear. Ruth must have been afraid of being rejected by Boaz. And so we can be afraid sometimes of being rejected by God. I was speaking to my local butcher one day and he said to me, I'll never go to church again. I'm beyond redemption. Some of you like him might be scared of seeking God because you're afraid that he might reject you. Maybe it's something you've done in your past or something that you're in right now. But Jesus Christ is your guardian redeemer. Without him, yeah, you're destitute before the Lord. But with him, when you seek rest in him, he will redeem you no matter who you are, 
or what you've ever done. Did you hear the words from our New Testament reading today? Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. He says, He is the Son of God who draws you into a genuine, secure relationship with his Father, an eternal rest. And so he continues, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. But it also takes courage to leave behind other sources of security. Many of us are independent, capable kinds of people. We want to solve problems our own way, don't necessarily need help or advice from other people, even God. And so we build our own security in life, good things, relationships, self-care, wealth, whatever it is that helps you sleep at night. They work, but in the end, they won't give you the lasting security and rest that you need. There's a strange aspect to this uh, story. The way that Ruth, did you feel it? The way that Ruth lies down at Boaz's feet. There's something about our culture that just doesn't like that submission. And in a sense, it's kind of part of that patriarchal culture, that respect that she needs to show that, that, uh, that wealthy older man. And yet it also captures the humble submission that we need to come before God. And that's a humble submission that takes real courage to give up our own self-reliance and our own securities and instead to embrace it from the Lord. And when you humble yourself before him, he will lift you up. So where do we find rest? We find it when we seek it in each other and when we seek it in the Lord. But as we look back at Ruth, it's not quite that simple, is it? Because did you notice what happens right after Boaz agrees? It all sounds like it's going really well, like things, it's a, it's a clear sailing. Maybe things will end at the, at the end of chapter 3. But in verse 12, Boaz says, Now, although it's true that I'm a guardian redeemer of our family, there is another guardian redeemer more closely related than I. Boaz isn't the main guardian redeemer. There's another person who's closer. So before anything can happen, he needs to sort that out. And so things are still complicated. And Ruth and Naomi, they're going to have to wait. I've talked a lot about the rest and security that we can find through Jesus Christ. You might have been listening and thinking, oh gosh, I I seek it, but I just don't feel it. The book of Hebrews promises us an everlasting Sabbath rest when we'll be in perfect relationship with God, with each other, have our burdens lifted and cease from our labours and no true security and rest. But in the meantime, we still feel weariness in our souls and our bodies. And so like Ruth and Naomi, we need to wait. We still need to wait. But did you see what Boaz did? In verse 15, Ruth, she gets up to leave she, and he takes her cloak and he pours into it six measures of barley. That's not six wheat bicks. That's 40 kilograms of barley and puts it on her back. 
That is a generous down, that's a lot of sourdough. That is a generous down payment of what she can expect from him. She takes it home, she shares it with Naomi, and together they wait with renewed hope. When you feel burdened and discouraged, remember that you have come to the Lord and he has given you rest and security through his Son and his Spirit. You have the Spirit, a deposit of the rest that awaits. You're united in, with Christ, your Redeemer, who has redeemed you from sin and death and is taking you there in the end. You're on your way to that final rest and yet we wait with hope and we wait. You can do all sorts of things to deal with tiredness. You can get more sleep, drink more coffee, trim your diary, calm your mind, live a little healthier. But none of those things will give you the rest and security that you need through Jesus Christ. And so I invite you today, seek it in him, for his burden is light and he will give you rest. Let me pray. Our Father, we praise you for your rich generosity to us, for giving us rest and security in Jesus Christ. And our Father, as we wait with weariness, would you empower us by your Spirit? Help us to keep being courageous, keep being risky and seeking rest and security in you alone. Help us to care for each other and help us to keep Keep waiting with hope and not let go. And we pray these things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at www.stmarksdp.org to subscribe to our new episodes, browse more resources and find more information about the community of St Mark's.